हेलो स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू स्टडी आई क्यूज इनिशिएटिव द पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट दीपांश मूर्जानी इन टूडेज एपिसोड वी आर गोइंग टू डील विद क्वालिफिकेशन एंड डिसक्वालिफिकेशन रिलेटेड टू मेंबर ऑफ पार्लियामेंट्स सो फर्स्ट थिंग्स फर्स्ट सर कैन यू गिव अस सम ब्रीफ इंफॉर्मेशन अबाउट ड्यूरेशन ऑफ लोकसभा एज वी ऑल नो दैट लोकसभा इज नॉट अ कंटिन्यूइंग इट ऑटोमेटिकली डिजॉल्व आफ्टर फाइव ईयर्स Lokasabha's normal term is 5 years from the date of its first meeting after the general election after which it automatically dissolves the president is authorized to dissolve the lok sabha at any time even before the completion of 5 years and this cannot be challenged in any court of law the term of lok sabha can be extended during the period of national emergency by a law of parliament for 1 year at a time for any length of time however this extension cannot continue beyond a period of 6 months after the emergency has ceased to be operating an historical fact i would like to highlight that the term of the 5th lok sabha that was to expired on 18th march 1976 was by an act of parliament extended by a period of 5 years 10 months and 6 days in total The next important fact we have to remember is that with the 42nd Constitutional Amendment Act 1976 we have observed that they have increased the tenure of Lok Sabha from 5 to 6 years however in the coming 44th Constitutional Amendment Act it restored the status quo again with changing the years from 6 year to 5 year sir Can you throw some light on duration of Rajya Sabha? The Rajya Sabha is considered as a continuing chamber of the Parliament. The Rajya Sabha is a permanent body and not subject to dissolution. The Constitution has not fixed the term of office of members of the Rajya Sabha and left it to the Parliament. Accordingly, Parliament in the Representation of the People's Act 1951 provided that the term of office of a member of Rajya Sabha shall be for 6 years further the act also authorized the president to make provisions to govern the order of retirement of the members of rajya sabha let's try to understand how rajya sabha members get retire and get elected so one third of rajya sabha members retire every second year and their seats are filled up by fresh elections and presidential nominations at the beginning of every third year the retiring members are eligible for re-election and renomination of members of times sir what are the qualifications that are required to become member of parliament we have to remember that there are two sets of qualifications set by number 1 constitution of india and number 2 parliament through representation of people's act 1951 in the beginning we will try to understand what are the qualification which are prescribed in our indian constitution the first provision is that a candidate must be a citizen of india member of parliament must make and subscribe to an oath of affirmation before the person authorized by the election commission for this purpose candidate must be not less than 30 years of age in the case of rajya sabha and he must not be less than 25 years of age in the case of lok sabha candidate also must possess other qualification 
which are prescribed by parliament and now in this context we will try to understand what are the provisions prescribed by the parliament through representation of peoples act 1951 so in this context candidate must be registered as an elector for a parliamentary constituency same in the case of both the rajya sabha and lok sabha candidate must be a member of scst community in any state or union territory if he wants to contest a seat reserved for them and members of sc or st can also contest a seat which is not reserved for them one thing i would like to highlight is that in 2006 supreme court upheld the constitutional validity of the change made in 2003 that dispensed with the requirement that a candidate contesting an election to the rajya sabha from a particular state should be an elector in that particular state sir after understanding the qualifications now we are curious to understand the grounds on which a member of parliament can be disqualified as the requirements for qualification we understood by two provisions one mentioned under constitution and another mentioned by parliament through representation of peoples act 1951 similarly the provisions for disqualification we will try to understand in this context the grounds which are mentioned under indian constitution for disqualification are five number 1 if he holds any office of profit under the union or state government except that of a minister or any other office exempted by parliament number 2 if he is of unsound mind and stands so declared by any court so then also he will be disqualified if any member of parliament if he is an undischarged insolvent then also he will be disqualified if member of parliament is not a citizen of india or has voluntarily acquired the citizenship of a foreign state or is under any acknowledgement of allegiance to a foreign state can be disqualified if any member is so disqualified under any law made by the parliament in this context the parliament have prescribed some disqualification grounds through representation of peoples act 1951 these are number 1 he must not have been found guilty of certain election offenses or corrupt practices in the election number 2 he must not have been convicted for any offense resulting in imprisonment for two or more years however the detention of a person under a prevention detention law is not a disqualification in this context we will try to understand the case of rahul gandhi as a member of parliament rahul gandhi was convicted for derogatory speech and defamatory actions he was convicted for 2 years from the gujarat lower court in the case of defamation the next provision for disqualification is that he must not have failed to lodge an account of his election expense within the time the next ground is that a candidate must not have any interest in the government contracts works or services the next ground is that he must not be a director or managing agent nor hold an office of profit in any corporation in which the government has at least 25% share any candidate must not have been dismissed from government services for corruption or disloyalty to the state such candidates also be disqualified as 
he must not have been convicted for promoting enmity between different groups or for the offence of bribery. He also must not have been punished for preaching and practicing social crimes such as untouchability, dowry, or sati. In this context, the decision of precedent is final on the question whether a member is subject to any of the above disqualifications. President should obtain the opinion of the election commission and act accordingly. Sir, are there some other grounds available on which MPs can be disqualified? The constitution lays down following grounds of defection under the provision of 10th schedule. The question of disqualification under 10th schedule is decided by presiding officer of the house. However, adjudication by presiding officer in this regard is subject to judicial review. One thing I would like to highlight is that the time limit or time frame for deciding the matter by presiding officer is not fixed and this provision which is not mentioned creates a tussle or friction between presiding officer and members of legislative council, legislative assembly or member of parliament. Sir, what are the conditions for disqualification on the grounds of defection? If any member voluntarily gives up the membership of the political party on whose ticket he is elected to the house, if he votes or abstains from voting in the house contrary to any directions given by his political party, or if any independently elected member joins any political party, then also he will be disqualified. If any nominated member joins any political party after the six months, then also he will be disqualified under the defection schedule. Sir, can you enlighten us about certain grounds under which seats of member of parliament can be vacant? There are few grounds for vacating the seats of member of parliament. First is that resignation or death. A member may resign by writing to the chairman or to the speaker of Lok Sabha. The seat falls vacant when the resignation is accepted by the presiding officer. The second case when the seat will be vacant is that absence. If a member is absent for all its meeting for a period of 60 days without its permission, then also his seat will get vacant. The next provision when the seat will get vacant is when any member of parliament will get disqualified. The next case for the vacate of seats is that when any member of parliament's election will get declared as null and void by the court, then also his seat will get vacant. If member of parliament is expelled from the house by speaker or by any presiding officer, will also get vacate. If member of parliament is elected to the office of president or the vice president or as a governor of any state, will then also his seat will get vacant. There is one thing to be noted that constitution does not lay down any procedure to declare the election void if a disqualified person is elected to the parliament. This matter is dealt by the Representation of People's Act 1951 and not by the Constitution of India. This act enables the High Court to declare an election void if a disqualified candidate is getting elected. The aggrieved party can appeal to the Supreme Court against the order of the High Court in this regard. Sir, 
after understanding all the provisions related to qualification and disqualification of mp the last aspect is dual membership what are the provisions which our constitution specifies under dual membership dual membership is denied by indian constitution a person cannot be a member of both the houses of parliament at the same time thus the representation of people's act 1951 provides for the following number 1 is that if a person is elected to the both houses of parliament he must intimate within 10 days in which house he desires to serve in the default situation his seat in the rajya sabha becomes vacant and he will be considered as a member of lok sabha the second provision is that if a sitting member of one house is also elected to the another house his seat in the first house becomes vacant and he will be considered as a member of the next house he got elected the third provision is that if a person is elected to the two seats in a single house he should exercise his option for any of one seat by default case both seats become vacant similarly a person cannot be a member of both the parliament and the state legislature at the same time if a person is so elected his seat in parliament becomes vacant if he does not resign his seat in the state legislature within 14 days sir thank you for giving us the information dear listeners it is time to call it quits for this episode of the podcast in the next episode we will be back with another topic so stay connected with study iq and keep studying You can listen to Study IQ presents the podcast on all the audio streaming platforms like Spotify, Hubhopper, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Cuckoo FM, etc. Links are pinned in the comment section below. Thank you.